0: It is the Chicago First United audio podcast, or Chicago Scene Salvation, featuring interviews with the premier talent and tastemakers in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast every week at united.com This week, the podcast of a live broadcast interview with Andrew Barber of Fake Shore Drive, originally broadcast over at Mixler.com slash Dynasty Podcasts. Here's how that sounds. Pima Black here with Andrew Barber from Fake Shore Drive. How are you doing, man? How are
1: you doing? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Man, absolutely. Always great to talk to you. I know I just saw you like a week ago at Rock. Right,
1: right, right. Likewise. It's always a pleasure, man. That was a fun panel we were on last week. It
0: was, man. Those are, those are yeah, good. definitely. I know we've had you on past panels before. Right.
1: It was, it was, it's always entertaining. A lot of uh, interesting and new perspectives thrown around.
0: Absolutely, man. You know, you and I are talking today. This is like a live broadcast that we're doing in real time. People can tune in right now. And it's cool because you've got your five-year anniversary happening there right now, correct.
1: right? Correct, correct. Uh, it's officially – the birthday is officially Friday. This, that, wow. October 7th, it'll be five years of uh, Fake Shore Drive. So it's, it's kind of hard to believe. It seems like it's even been longer than that, but um, you know, we're still going.. Happy to be around. Uh, so we're good.
0: Dude, that's incredible. I mean, five years, you were kind of talking about this on the panel, but five years is a really long time for a blog, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, a lot of people, I would say, the majority of blogs that I've, you know known people to start or seen come up over the years they don't last that long. I've had a ton of people who even, you know, friends of mine who said, oh, I'm inspired by what you do. I want to start a blog, you know, not necessarily music. You know, they do it for maybe a week, two months, three weeks. And then all of a sudden, you know, they get bored with it. It's gone. And, you know, maybe they think that it should blow up immediately or they're going to get, you know, crazy traffic or notoriety immediately. But but really it takes a long time to grow it. I mean, as you know, with doing Dynasty, the stuff's just not born overnight. You gotta put a oh no. You gotta put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and timing into it. I mean, it's just it, it's something that you know you do you do it out of love, and then you have you know help. Like, thank you know one of one of my one of my luckiest things is having a good um, you know good people helping me out. I have a lot of people that contribute with the staff, but my main guy is uh, uh, Ty Kid. You can follow him at at Ty Kid on Twitter, and, you know, he's really helped me grow this thing, so salute to him, and salute to everybody from Marisol to Bryant to P. Welbs, Jay Seif, Contraband, um, you know, everybody else that's helped me out through, throughout the years and helped grow this thing. Brandon Riley, um, Greg from Tejo Media, just all these guys, every, everybody that's contributed, so salute to them on, on top of everything else. Fatboy Fresh, too.
0: Yeah, man, I mean, it's... I think people don't realize how much work goes into running a blog.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a full-time job. I mean, it definitely is. I mean, if you want to compete on, um, you know, a major playing field, you have to be on top of things every day and you have to be on top of it. It's not something, I mean, you can update once a week or, you know, once every few days, but you're not going to get the same results as if you're updating every day Multiple times and, and staying on it because you know you can as quickly as you can rise, you can quickly as be forgotten, you know what I mean so
0: oh yeah, absolutely, man, things move so so quickly now yeah, that's
1: that 's what i 'm saying, like even though we 've only been around for five i mean five years is a huge milestone, but it seems like we 've been yeah. doing this for like twenty to be honest with you because it's it's a it 's a grind, and you know luckily i 'm able to do this full time, um, I was able to do it full time starting in May. Of 2011. And before that, I had a full-time job doing ad sales. And so that yeah. was really like having two full-time occupations. So, you know, now I'm able to really concentrate and and, and, and and grow this into something something even bigger.
0: Well, I know that we're getting listeners right now here at mixler.com/slash dynasty podcast. And we're gonna be covering kind of like your time with the blog, your thoughts on the Chicago hip-hop scene, and also hopefully getting some questions tweeted in in about 10 or 15 minutes. So, you know, let's start at the beginning. I know that you and I covered this on a previous podcast, I mean, like three years ago, but take us into the origin of the site, like how Fake Shore Drive started.
1: Um, so the site, I started it, um, you know, in, in October of seven Blogs were around then, but they weren't as popular as they were now. You know, there were a few, uh, there were few and far between, especially in the hip-hop, Uh, Landscape. I was at that point in time. I was heavy into reading blogs like uh, ByronCrawford.com, CocaineBlunts.com. Nas and Byron Crawford were probably two of my favorite early bloggers. I really loved what they were doing. I really loved their writing, and also uh, I loved what SK and those guys were doing at Not Right. So I was very much inspired by them. I I think I have to credit Not Right for kind of opening the doors for hip hop blogs of this capacity. Um, You know, we do do original content, but there's also aggregation. I think he was the first hip hop blog to really aggregate content and, and, and post MP3s and videos and things of that nature. So I spent a few years, I would say since I got out of college reading, you know, my favorite blogs daily, keeping up with these sites. And I kind of studied it from afar. And at the same time, You know, I I was going out to all of these shows and events and concerts in Chicago, and I saw a huge void because there was nobody covering it. At that time, unless you were, you know, Twista, Common, Kanye, or Lupe, or you weren't really getting national coverage. And when I first started, there were guys like The Cool Kids who were huge at that point in time. They were really starting to bubble around that time. And Floster Damas and Kid Sister and Mano and Hollywood Holt. And all these guys were really starting to pop up. And I'm like, man, there's this whole big thing here going on. Nobody's covering it. The same with, like, Bump J and and all those guys. And I was like, you know what? Something has to be done. There's too much going on here for for it to go unnoticed. So I really just started covering, you know, the local scene here as far as from a hip-hop standpoint. And, you know, one thing led to another. And, and, and you know, here we are five years later.
0: Well, you know, you covered a lot in what you just went through that I want to check in on. But let's kind of, like, move one at okay. a time. You know, what have you learned in the five years that you've been doing the site? Like, what are some takeaways that you have from that this last half decade? Oh, man.
1: I mean, it, there there's just there's so much that I've learned just about the, the hip hop scene in Chicago, you know? I'd studied from afar for years, but now I'm, I'm, I'm very much entrenched in it. And it's just, you know, learning from, from people who really, um, you know, have the stories, talking to, to people like Bugs, who was an early, an early helper, an adopter of Fake Short Drive, people like Shake, um, who now runs Zoo High Clothing, GLC, Mickey Halstead, uh, Traxster, No ID. These were people that early on gave me a cosign and and supported me from day one and really helped me get my name out there um so a lot a lot of love and thanks go out to them but i've I've learned you know about the industry and how things work you know at that time i was just very much a fan i didn't know uh, a lot of people i started this very much with no connections with without knowing anyone from the ground up and you know luckily met some great people that helped me along the way and were able to introduce me to other people you know one door opens another which opens a window and then i kind of found myself in the middle of everything and you know on top of learning about the 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 ins and outs of chicago hip-hop i've made a lot of great friends made a lot of connections and and done a lot of really cool things so um, you know with that i've also learned how to run a, a successful website and then how to grow that how to take it from just a blog and then turning it into something bigger. Because, you know, anybody can have a blog, but you really have to be focused and understand what you're doing to grow that into a bigger presence online and do more than just blogging, which I've been able to, you know, take this site and and, and, and do other things, whether it be radio or events or, you know, partnering with, with big corporations and big brands and, you know, really just been able to do a lot of things I never would have imagined possible. You've been...
0: Witnessing and covering what has really been an interesting decade in Chicago hip-hop. Right, right. You know, and how have you seen the climate, the culture, everything change, you know, from when you started Fake Shore Drive to now?
1: Well, I would say when I first started the site, that was kind of after the wave of when Kanye blew up, when Kanye first hit the scene and then Twista was right there and Common, you know, they, they both had their rebirth and and and, and became huge stars in their own right. Lupe became a star. Bump J got a million-dollar deal. Then guys like Reinfest and Mickey and, and uh, LEP got deals. So I, I missed that big wave. I call that kind of the second wave. I'd say the first right. big wave came in the early to mid-'90s when do or die, twist rich, Crucial conflict. Crucial conflict. You know, all yeah. those guys kind of, kind of blew up and became big time. So I would say the second wave, came in like 2004 between 2004 2005 2006 when all those guys kind of blew up and then after they did their thing it was quiet it was quiet for a few years a lot of guys got major label deals a lot of guys blew up and then you know some people didn't really have that luck and then it was kind of quiet for a few years and really you know there's been a lot of good things to come out but 2012 especially has been the breakout year or the or the or the the third round of, of what I call the the Chicago, you know, wave. And this has been, you know, better than you could have imagined. You know, like ten to ten to twelve artists and producers have all gotten deals this year. Major label deals at that. So it's it's very it's been a very exciting year and definitely the biggest and most exciting for Fake Shore.
0: Well, you know, why do you think right now a lot of things are finally coming through when there have kind of been some false starts over the last five or ten years.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, and just to preface it with saying this, there have been false starts, but most of these people that have come out and the people that you know, they had deals and they were able to, to, to get on. Not everybody was able to, but a lot of people were at least able to get out albums. Now yeah. a lot of the, you know, the, the tables have turned where f- five to ten years ago there weren't blogs. There, weren't, there wasn't a YouTube there weren't, you know, Dat Piff and live mixtapes and all these sites yeah. that kind of have allowed artists to take the power into their own hands. Where now, guys can go around and tour the country with only having dropped mixtapes. I mean, that was unheard of up until Drake, I would say. Artists really didn't travel without having physical product available, whether that be major or independent. You know, now in the, the new era, artists are able to do, you know, have careers without even ever releasing albums on a major label. Uh, yeah. So, cool.
0: or the, the album ends up being a mixtape. Yeah, a mixtape or an afterthought. People are like, oh, I don't want to listen to the album. I already have all the exactly. mixtapes. Like, if they're at the album level now. And traditionally,
1: it. the the, the mixtapes are better than the albums. The mixtapes yeah. are what draw in the fans. Now, when they go for the albums is when they kind of start doing the crossover attempts and the commercial records that most of the time don't work. And, and so people are like, ah, screw the album. I'll just go for the mixtape. Um, but 2012 has really been the year of artists getting their own power and taking things into their own hands. And then the labels having to play catch up and run back and grab these guys.
0: Let's talk about Chicago because you're covering Chicago and something I've noticed, you know, I've been doing music coverage for years and, and you have as well. Do you think Chicago now is more known in 2012 for its hip hop scene? Whereas in years past and decades past, this is more of a, a rock city. You had Smashing Pumpkins, you had all these alternative bands that come from here. And now I think the conversation is really first and foremost about the hip hop scene. Yeah, definitely.
1: I mean, I I would 100% say that it's now known just because this has been such a huge year. I mean, and then arguably the biggest rapper in hip hop right now, uh, Kanye West, is from Chicago. You know what I mean? And he's always in the press. And Lupe is always in the press. And you have, you know, Twista, who's a vet. He's been in the game for 20 years. So is Common. Both of these guys are still releasing uh, relevant material now, and then with just the whole new wave of Chief Keith and King Louie and Little Dirk and Chance the Rapper and Kids these days, and all these all these groups that have really um, gotten a strong footing in 2012 are just everywhere. And you know, hip hop, uh, wh- whether you like it or not, or you like who are the faces of it, it's really uh, become. The 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 biggest city in hip hop with in 2012, without a doubt, Chicago has had the biggest year of any other city in the country.
0: How different is the blog game right now? Because to me, it really looks like Fake Shore Drive, very much a business and a brand. Whereas, you know, when every blog starts up, it's usually just a labor of love.
1: Yeah. um, Well, you know, like like I said, when I when I first got into this. I was just doing it strictly out of a hobby and out of love and out of you know being in chicago living in chicago and there was none of this stuff happening, none of this stuff was getting covered so i kind of just i'd be doing it anyway i always wanted to work in music and i'd be doing something music or hip-hop related even if i wasn't getting paid for it you know I, I did this as a labor of love i did it because i love hip-hop and love writing about it and i feel like that is the right reason to get into it a lot of people get into this um for the wrong reasons you know they want to get into it because they can go to a show for free or they can get CDs for free in the mail. They can get free shoes from Adidas or Nike or they can stand on stage with rappers and then they have access to rappers and can hang out with semi-famous people. I think a lot of people now get into it for that because they see the celeb potential when around 2005, 2006, 2000, there wasn't really any potential for that. So you see a lot of people getting in the game and copying you know, what was going on. I mean, as of now, there are... And I hate to call them copycats, but I would say there's probably five to ten fake short drive-inspired Chicago-only blogs that definitely just popped up within the last year or two that basically do the same thing as me. They might cover a few different artists here and there, but you know that's neither here, that's neither here nor there. But um, the blog game has also turned into more of a um, um, uh, business. So now if you get to a certain level, you can make it a business. And so there are other, there are other ways to 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 generate income or 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 get your brand out there than just writing blog posts you know you can get on tv now and you know i have some things that yeah. works with some companies right now that you know hopefully i'll be able to announce soon but you have radio you know bloggers are getting a and r jobs they're getting on the radio um they're releasing albums as you saw like ruby hornet dropped the closed sessions album um sure so there's a lot of there's a lot of different things you can do. You can do parties, concerts, venues. So, you know, it's all about the brand now and how you grow it. And, and the blog is, is definitely the, always going to be the home base, but there are a lot of other things that you can do to to generate revenue and, and, and get the name out there.
0: How important is it, is it as a blogger to connect with the community, you know, with with the other media, with newspapers, with, you know, photographers, promoters, even other bloggers, you know. Like I know that, you know, you have a relationship with, like, Ruby Hornet, for yeah, example.
1: Definitely. I mean, I think it's, it's good. I mean, to be, to be known and to get your name out there, you have to be out there. You know, in the, in the beginning, when I was just getting off the ground, I went to, you know, now I can kind of fall back and I can pick and choose what I want to go to. But early on, I had to go to every single event. And believe me, I, I you know, working a, a job, I would go to concerts that wouldn't start till 1 a.m. and I had to be up at 7:30 and be at work and, and working and getting yelled at and get, having boss breathe down my neck. You know, I I, I would do all of that, but, but. Um, you know, you have to get out there and mingle with the people and be a man of the people. So I would go to every concert with, with a stack of cards or stickers and just say, hey, I'm starting a, uh, a rap blog. I'm covering the local scene. And people looked at me like, you know, I had three eyes or whatever. They Like, you want me to give you music for free to give away? I like, got nuts because yeah. Chicago hadn't really come into the digital age at that point yet. You know what I mean? And with that, having relationships with other blogs helps you. Because they might pick up your content and they might have other readers and people might find out of you about that way. But then, you know, the local press, I've gotten a ton of local press recently, whether it be The Reader, The the Red Eye, The Sun Times, um, You, for instance. You know, you you just meet other like-minded people who are doing similar things that have similar you know, end games and similar goals as you. And it's good because you can help each other out. Connections are made, they're established. You know, um, you need something for me, you know, I'm there and vice versa. You know what I mean? And and on top of that, you can meet people who also write about music, like David Drake with So Many Shrimp or Ernest Wilkins at The Red Eye. And we were able to start a podcast, which is on hiatus right now. But, you know, just doing things like that and meeting like-minded people. I mean, they're out there. Meet them, embrace that, and and use them to your advantage and use your connections to your advantage.
0: Well, I wanted to, first, I'm hoping we get some questions sent in. But first, I wanted to run down some names of Chicago artists, kind of get your take on them, whether it's your personal relationship, your thoughts on where they are, what they bring to the city, any of that.
1: Okay. Let's start with the big one. I mean, you
0: got to go to the top, Kanye West.
1: Uh, Kanye West, obviously, arguably the biggest rapper in the world right now. Um, he's bigger than just a rapper. He's a, he's a full-blown superstar, tabloid king, everything. I think I think it's dope that he reached back this year and did the I Don't Like remix with Keith and kind of embraced some of the local stuff that was going on. I thought that was really dope and, 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 and really cool of him. I think um, while the the Good Music Project kind of got mixed reviews, um, there was still some some great records on there. And I know that he's hard at work on his next album, um, don't know what it's called or when it's coming, but as always looking forward to it, it's always going to be a game changer, Rocky fresh, uh, Rocky fresh, um, you know, recently signed with Rick Ross's Maybach mu- music group label salute to him. You know, he, he, he's been going for a long time. I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe fake short drive was the first blog to ever post him, you know, four years ago or three years ago or whatever. I believe that to be the case. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but. You know, salute to him. He stayed his path. He's been himself. He's made the music he wanted to make. He hasn't compromised his um, look or his sound or his image. And he's done himself and has paid off in a major way. Um, so salute to him.
0: What about Treated Crew? And I know that covers a lot of people. But I think the main folks, you know, obviously like Mano, Hollywood Holt, Mike Tear.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. Um, big fan of the Treated Crew and what they're doing. Um, I've been a fan of Mano and Holt and Mike Terror and, and Jesus and all those guys for, for years. And, and I, you know, I truly believe there's, there's power in numbers. And while they did good on their own, I think they're going to be stronger as a group. You know, they got, Riz, they got, they got Mano playing the role of the Riza, who's kind of the evil, mad scientist in, in charge of everything and, and really behind the scenes. And, you know, they have the whole look with the all black everything, they have the hat, the treat a hat, which if you go out to an event or a hip hop event or anything, now you're going to see five to 10 people at every event wearing that hat. And it's really a status thing. And it's, um, you know, from a marketing standpoint, they're, they're really doing great things right now. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to the album and I'm happy that they've come together and, you know, cause groups can be a hard thing to do. So I think it's dope that they've come together to, to unite as one. YP. YP, the uh your problem, a good guy, um, an artist that definitely got his first post on any website was was on Fake Short Drive. I, I posted him on a on a on a series I used to do, you know, three, four, five years ago called New Music Tuesdays. And we'd put new artist music up, and I remember him uh you know, begging to get on, not begging, but like, yo, and please give me a shot, please give me a shot. And then he was dope. And it was, you know, he just kept getting better every year, every song he kept improving. And so when he got his deal with universal Republic in February, I believe, you know, I was so happy. he's, He's one of my favorite guys and somebody I consider a friend and, and a guy that I've watched grow from day one. So he's really a person that I'm thrilled To have seen his, uh, you know, his growth, and I'm just excited. You know, I I keep in constant contact with YP, and it seems like the label's moving on his stuff, and they're really excited about his project. So, you know, salute to him for sure. Yeah, man, and a supremely nice dude. Great guy. Love YP. Not a can't find a nicer guy. You know, you know, he's super humble, and you know, one thing I've always told him is just, you know, stay your course. You're doing what you're doing. You know, uh, just keep working hard and. Just keep doing what you're doing. It's going to pay off and it has so far. So he's a guy that I'm just, you know, I'm I'm, I'm super excited for and I'll always root for him.
0: Now we can't talk about Chicago hip-hop in 2012 without bringing up a very controversial figure, very dividing.
1: People have a lot of opinions on him.
0: Got to be Keith.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know. You can't talk about 2012 without Keith. Yeah. You know, Keith is definitely the most polarizing figure in in Chicago hip-hop, maybe even hip-hop in general. You know, the Double the XL magazine, they put out these, these covers every year of, you know, the freshman covers. And, you know, not since Lupe Fiasco, or even I'll give it to Gibbs, has there been a, an artist from this area on the cover? You know, and all of a sudden... Keith blows by all these guys and becomes the most, you know, the biggest new artist of 2012, gets a multi-million dollar deal from, from Interscope. And he he really blew the gate open for Chicago rap and this new class of, of rappers in Chicago in 2012. While he wasn't the first guy to get a deal, he was a guy that brought a lot of light here and, and brought the scene here, you know, brought, brought, the, brought, brought a lot of eyes here and brought the labels here. You know, in a lot of ways, you know, there was a lot of these guys that were gonna get signed anyway, but the gold rush came to Chicago because Keith kind of shined the light on it. And he had, you know, this undeniable buzz. You know, he had one of the best backstories and perfect storms for a new artist, you know. Yeah.
0: You know? I mean, really, especially for the hip hop oh, man thing. and being young. He's
1: young, you know, he, he has a kid, he's sixteen. Um, he's a dad, he's on house arrest at his grandmother's house, he has a gun charge, um, you know, uh, oh, and then he has this huge hit that he made and he's, he's getting huge and he has never, he's on house arrest and Kanye comes back and jumps on his song. And, you know, it just blew him. It took him to another level all from the confines of his grandmother's house and love him or hate him. You know, it, it, it brought a lot of eyes here and a lot of people hated Keith. A lot of people still hate Keith and, The press he's received over the past month or so has not been good, but he's still bigger than ever. And, you know, even if people don't like him, he's still getting press all the time. And it's even making him bigger, so.
0: It is. I mean, it reminds me, it's almost like a shock rocker or like old school punk rock when it was dangerous. It's the same idea. You've got this dangerous, dividing, polarizing artist that adults are horrified by, kids are emulating. I mean, it's not really any any different than like, Marilyn Manson or Black Sabbath or Ellis Cooper when these things. No, and
1: and that's what I've always said is, you know, it it was something new and it was the perfect storm. I mean, all like you couldn't, you couldn't dream up a better scenario from the backstory to the media coverage. I mean, he had a Gawker story. He had all this coverage and, you know, these videos, he had a kid screaming about him on World Star. I mean, all these things. And then the Kanye remix, all these things just created a larger than life figure. And, you know, the unfortunate thing is it it spilled into some gang beef and some street beef, which is unfortunate because a lot of people like to blame that upon rap. And, you know, rappers are an easy target. The media is an easy target. But, you know, that was unfortunate. But he, without a doubt, has to get the MVP title for this year.
0: Another big act that the last two years have been really big for them, Chicago Act Kids these days. Yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, you know. They keep getting bigger um they've kind of taken a uh slow route more kind of do it yourself we're going to do this our way you know instead of jumping on a major label real quick which i'm surprised they didn't do um kind of played in their favor you know they have endorsements deals with with adidas as you can see they're featured in the the new adidas campaign they've been highlighted by mountain dew um recently and you know they got the trap house rock mixtape which we've been waiting on for a couple of years ready to drop and so you know i i hope that the project lives up to the hype and these guys continue to blow up and, and you know represent well because i think they're a good group of guys good group of kids guys and girls that deserve the spotlight
0: absolutely man you know we only got a couple more questions i'm going to throw your way then we have a couple of questions that people okay have for in. sure looking at the names that are blowing up right now kids these days yp rocky fresh it's pretty established that that's the class coming up right now, but you would be the person to ask who are some of the artists that are next after this
1: current wave, you know, the, the wave that's after Rocky fresh, who else is on the come up, man? Well, I mean, I think, you know, we've discussed a little Dirk. I think, um, you know, he got a deal with Def Jam this year. Him and little Reese both got deals. I think those are guys that you really have to, uh, to watch. Um, you know, they kind of, they're, they're more under the, the chief keep sound. Um, of course, King Louis. we've discussed <laughs> King Louis, but he's known, um, Chance a Rapper. Yes. He's a guy that you really got to watch. You know, he's already been picked up by CAA. He just did a Mountain Dew ad. Um, People really love him and and like his thing. He's a very marketable guy. I think he's going to have a really big year. Um, Let me think who else is is, is making noise. Oh, I really like this guy, Johnny Maycash, who he is Young Chops, the the big producer you know, who produced I Don't Like and a lot of the other records that mm-hmm. came out this year. Um, he's, he's actually Young Chops' brother, and they're a part of this, this, this project Chops putting out called ATMG, and he's got two great records on there, one called Codeine, one called Remember Me, and it's kind of like a future-sounding record, you know, future of the artist, and it's an auto-tune mm-hmm. kind of sing-songy rap type of thing, and I, I've really been vibing to his stuff lately, so... You know, I, I would watch him. He might have a surprise hit with cocaine. I mean, codeine. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Well, let's go to some of these questions. We've gotten a couple of questions on Twitter.
1: Let me. Let me. Let me um, also. One, real quick. Oh, hey, it's two. You sorry, need to watch ahead. the girls because there's a whole group of these girls that are that are making noise right now. Shagohar, yeah. Katie, Got Bands, Cella H, Tink, Chinchilla Meek. Um, you know, finally the girls are starting to have an, an uprising. So watch this. These group of girls coming up too.
0: Yeah, it does kind of seem like a very much a boys club. Like Kid Sister was the last female artist I can think of who really made a big noise coming out of Chicago like on the hip-hop. Right,
1: side. definitely. She, she you know, she's been kind of quiet. She did have an album come out, but she had a lot of things that came out. So, I think this is going to be a new um, a, a new, I guess, welcoming to these Chicago rapping females that are that are out here that have a following. You know, Shasha Gohard just had a big uh, close-to-sold-out show at Santos in New York City. I know she's going back soon. She's been getting a lot of pitchfork coverage. So, um, yeah, watch out for them. Absolutely, man. Well, we got some Twitter okay. questions for people who've been listening to the broadcast.
0: Someone you and I both know, um, Agatha Kowalski. Hey, hey,
1: what up, Agatha?
0: She wants to know, what's next for fake shore drive did i hear something about expanding regionally yeah
1: definitely i mean um you know we just launched this we just relaunched the site last week uh fake shore drive 3.0 uh shout out to chris taylor who 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 built that um uh, so you know we have a new look going on there's a lot of um You know, new bells and whistles ought to be coming for the site. We plan to expand out of Chicago and cover the entire Midwest that's next up. So we'll be covering the region, which I feel like, you know, the Midwest as a whole has been underserved. So while Chicago will remain the main page, there'll be another page. So it'll be fake short drive. Uh, backslash Midwest. That'll cover the other regions, whether it be Detroit, St. Louis, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Indianapolis, um, Cleveland, Cincinnati, all those regions, which I feel are grossly underserved, and and you know kind of shed some light there, hopefully, for what we can. So obviously, we're going to have to expand and try to get some more people involved. But that's that that's an immediate plan. We're going to like continue it, to grow with uh, the radio stuff that we're doing with GCI, and we have uh, a deal that. I can't announce right now. We're we're there's two of them, both TV deals that we're waiting to sign on to. You know, the lawyers to get all that cleared up, and hopefully we get everything squared away. That'll be coming. So as soon as those happen, we'll let you know.
0: Another question from Andy Deer, who is a podcaster in Chicago, and this kind of takes us back to the Chief Keef thing for a second. But he wants to know if Kanye's endorsement of Chief Keef represents a sea change in Chicago hip hop. Back to kind of more of a gangster
1: image. No, you know, I don't, I don't think that at all. Um, I think throughout the years, the, the more conscious stuff has represented Chicago. You know, you look at the main acts that have come out of here. You've got Common, Lupe, you know, uh, Kanye. They're more on the conscious side of things, the more family-friendly, you know, enlightening thing. But there's always been this underground of more dark gangster music. You know, Bump J, who was going to be the next big thing um who unfortunately is you know who's in, in prison right now for robbing a bank you know he got the big million dollar deal in 2005-2006 from lear cohen and atlantic records um, for his sound but it, you know unfortunately it didn't work out but there's always been gangster rap here it just hasn't really been brought to the forefront you know do or die Psychodrama, triple darkness those guys have always been around um but Twista's probably, and even though his stuff's really not all that gangster, but he's probably the biggest representation of the streets on a national level. But Keith just represented something different. He was young. Like I said, the backstory was there. But if you look at it, Keith is really the face of that. But there's there's so much more than just the gangster rat stuff. You know, there's... You know, YP, Rocky Fresh, the Tree to Crew, Tree. Tree is really amazing. He's another guy that you got to watch. You know, they represent a different sound. So I think all, it, it encompasses a lot of different things. While, while Keith might be getting the most press, there's a lot of these other guys that are making non-gangster music that, you know, have, have potential of blowing up as well.
0: Well, you know, uh, final question we're going to throw your way here from a listener. And I think that this question really sums up something you must get a lot. He wants to know, he says, I fucks with Fake Shore Drive. How can I join your team? And I know that anybody who's a fan of your blog, who's making music, they want to know how do you get your music on Fake Shore Drive? How do you get your attention so that they can be featured on the site?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, that that is one of the the more popular questions and, and it's one of the it's one of the harder things to deal with too because, you know, nowadays everybody's a rapper. Everybody thinks they're a rapper and nobody, you know, the new the new technology and the new wave has kind of eliminated um, you know, some of the, the dues that have to be paid for people. 10, 15, 20 years ago, you had to uh, to be good. First of all, you had to be the best person in your high school. Then you had to be the best person in your crew, then the best person in your area, the best person in your region. And then you had to have money to, to, to actually go and record songs. You couldn't record yeah. right off your computer and then upload it to YouTube or uh, – upload it to an mp3 form you couldn't do that so that's taken away a lot of the skills so that's why you know back in the days um you kind of had to be the best at your craft to rise above and, and and make it to the next level and you actually had to have physical product you couldn't just email somebody an mp3 so there were stages to get through it was like getting to the nba it's like now if anybody could just be in the nba you can do that well i mean you can't do that but it's kind of like i don't know if that was a proper um, metaphor the bar has just been the lowered. The bar's been lowered. Right, exactly. Thank you. So anybody can get in the game. Now anybody can rap. Anybody all it takes is an email and a computer and a recording device to send an email to a to, to me or to Ty or to any of these other websites. You know what I mean? So it's it's one of those things also like People send stuff and they they don't label them. They don't send pictures. They don't have professional pictures. They're rude. They're like, yo, fuck with my music. Post my music or else. And they're threat. They'll threaten. Like people don't know. There's like no coot. It's like, yo, fuck fake short drive. I sent them an email. They never posted my music. But really, what dues have you paid? What? what buzz do you have? Does anybody, does anybody care about you? You know, you bought Twitter followers. You just think because you got a co or you paid to get your video on world story. You paid DJ such and such to host your mixtape that you deserve to be on a blog. It's like, no, no, you're not. You know, I can see the numbers every time somebody gets posted. I can see who gets the most traffic. I can see who gets no traffic. And believe me, there's rappers out here who act like they're big, they're a big deal, but they get no traffic. They might get 15 hits a day. Whereas somebody like Little Dirk or Chief Keefe will get a thousand hits or two thousand hits or three, you know. So it's yeah. you know, people might catch flag for doing that, but that's who people care about. And I have to cover those people. But anyway, to get your music on fake short drive, really, you need to build a buzz. And it has to be good. Do you have to have some big movement behind you or a lot of money behind you? Absolutely not. There's stuff we take chances on on a weekly basis that are unknown people. But they've gotten through to us. They've done the right things. And the music has been good. You know, at the end of the day, the music has to be good. It has to be better than mediocre. And you have to have a good approach about it. And, you know, with the with the market, the way it's flooded now, in the way that, you know, all this stuff is just coming in and, you know, I'm spammed constantly. Ty's spammed constantly on Twitter and Facebook. You know, there has to be a different way and an approach. Prove that you're decent. Prove that you have fans. Prove that your music is good and you care more than just, you know, you got it mixed and mastered. You have professional pictures. You have a game plan. Prove to me you want more than that than just to be a flash in the pan guy that gets one song posted.
0: You know, man, it's crazy. Everything you just said was our philosophy on Local 101. We always had bands, you know, on Key 101 trying to get on the show. And the way that we selected artists was like, who's out there doing this without our help and making it happen for themselves anyway? Those are the people we wanted to support, the ones who had the drive, who weren't just
1: waiting around for radio or who Right. I mean, because, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm sure they thought you will. OK, so I'm going to get my music played on Local 101. So I, I deserve a record deal. I'm going to get a record deal now or I'm going to be on the radio full time now. And, and that, you know, you, you know, as well I do, that's just not the case. So now people just think because all these artists from Chicago have gotten deals and can now tour and it's having a big year. They think, well, if I get on Fake Short Drive, I'm automatically going to get a deal and I'm going to get a big deal. And it's going to, you know, all these things, my life is going to change when, in fact, that's just the very beginning. Getting your site, getting your music on a site, is is the very beginning, and even getting a record deal is the very beginning, because you have to get through everybody else that are on those labels to get your music on a shelf. You know, getting a deal is not an easy thing, but that's that's when the work begins.
0: Yeah, I think people don't get that. I think that they
1: think you get the record deal and get it's that. over. You You can just sit sit back back. and, you know, everything happens. You're going to be rich, famous, but no, in the, in this business, in the the business of music and and entertainment, you're only as good as your last hit or in the blog, you're only as good as your last post or whatever. So, you know, even though you might have one hit or one hot thing, you know, you could be one and done. It's that, it's that easy to fall off.
0: Yeah, man. Well, this has been a fantastic talking to you. We've been, you know, on Mixler for like 40 minutes or so. Wow. That flew by. I know it did, man. And, uh, Can't thank you enough for taking the time. I got one final question to go out on. And that's, you know, you look at where blogs are now in 2012 versus five years ago when you started. Where do you see fake Shore drive in five years? Not to ask that, like, job interview question, but do you think it'll still be a blog? Do you think it might just be an app? Do you think it might just be something else that we haven't even seen
1: yet? Yeah, I mean, you see, you and I know, you know, technology changes and things change so quickly. I mean... You know, there's always something newer and better and faster and stronger happening. You know, in and, and a lot of ways, artists now, they don't even care about the blogs. They're just putting their stuff straight to Facebook or YouTube or or Twitter. I mean, you know, obviously the blogs will help you get attention, but a lot of people are just taking the power in their own hand. So what's going to be the next thing? What's the next thing after the blog? That we don't know. You know, like we talked about at the panel last week, you know, at first it was MySpace and then Facebook kind of killed MySpace. And then Twitter came and you know, I mean, Facebook killed MySpace, and then Twitter kind of—it didn't kill Facebook, but it became more popular than Facebook. And then now Instagram's around. Now Instagram's like, so it just it's easier. You know, first you had to write a lot with MySpace, and then Facebook—you had to write and post pictures, and then it just became po- posting. And now it's just pictures. So things are always changing, and 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 the blogs will remain here. I mean, you're gonna always need a voice. You're always gonna always need a curator of content, a cultural architect, a gatekeeper. You're gonna always have to have that. But in what capacity, I don't know. So, you know, with Fake yeah, Short man. Drive, we're always going to be growing with the times. We're always going to be expanding. And, and hopefully we can, you know, grow into these other um, avenues that we have that we're working on and turn it into something, you know, bigger. And, you know, I don't know if it's going to be a label or if it's going to be, you know, what. But, you know, that that's kind of, you know, with the with the technology, the way it is, things are always changing. So things can change overnight. So we'll see
0: well, man, I know I said we were done with the listener questions, but we got two more okay, comments sure. to go out on, on from Ernest. Wilkins. Hey, hey, what up, Ernest? <laughs> he says, "I all caps, I too would like to blog for Fake Shore Drive. Give yeah, me I mean money. I
1: wish I could afford the services of Ernest, but officially he's out of my uh my price range. He's he, he he's uh you know Ernest, he's the big shot at the red eye, he's the face of the red eye. So I don't think he can afford
0: He is, man.
1: Yeah, he is, you know, so. he's a celeb out here. So you know he's he's the city's official wingman. So let him let him cook, let him do his thing.
0: Awesome, man. Well uh Andrew Barber, longtime friend of the podcast and really like someone I Absolutely. consider a friend and you know, I absolutely respect
1: your work and the and work likewise, inside, and, and congrats to you for your big New York Times mention. I saw that last week. That was that was very big, very huge. Yeah, man. Thank you. We're gonna we're gonna see where we and can man, go with keep that. the so, good work. I appreciate I, the support always that you've shown.
0: Absolutely, man. I can't wait to see what's next for you, Shore Drive, and you know, congratulations on the five year anniversary. Man, man. Thank you,
1: and uh, you know, here's the five more. Absolutely. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, for everybody. Listening. Have a good one.
0: This has been the Chicago First United Audio Podcast, your Chicago scene salvation. Thanks to Andrew Barber for being on this very special live broadcast edition of the show. You can find past episodes of the Chicago First United Audio Podcast at ChicagoVerseUnited.com, including interviews with Rocky Fresh, Kids These Days, YP, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.